The cap is on there for a reason. The other one, the front, bottom. Yeah, it's good. Okay, just want to make sure because that's a famous mistake. Okay, welcome back. So, as Avi just asked, we're actually going to start a brand new part of this very large sugya, which is an incredible hybrid of nigla and nister, and that's the Timtam Anefesh slash Kasharis. So you, which will now, tonight, the first Malmokam, will branch into business practices of Cheshav Mishpah, believe it or not. And we'll begin with this one, and then, Mitzvah Shem, go back to the Chubas Van Hoggis that we started before Yom Kippur. I want to show you this because it's a fascinating angle on a Cheshav Mishpah trailer. Uh, we know that there is an Isser of Geneva's Das, besides Geneva's Mammon. You can't steal somebody's Das. You can't have a guy over your house and go over to your proverbial wine cellar with a proverbial wine barrel and say, you're such a good guy, I'm going to open this up just for you. And really, you plan, because you have a party in three hours for another 500 people. He thinks you open up the whole barrel just for him. You're not stealing his money. You're stealing his das. You're creating a shibut of hakar which he need not have because you're not really such a great guy. And the Gemara has many such examples uh, where Geneva's das is also not only between Yidin, but as Geneva's akum is also, can't steal an akum's money, you can't steal his das either. So you cannot say anything or do anything that will trigger goodwill or any other type of Geneva's das. So the example you have in front of you on page one is an example from Simon Rachel of Zion and and Rachel Ches, actually, and the example given is, you'll see in a moment, is fascinating because not only does it show you that we would think a Mabakach, the Akum doesn't care, it doesn't make a difference in his life, it's an example given of Geneva's Das, and we're going to have to figure out what's the Geneva's Das over here. Take a look at Siv Vov. Aser l'ramaz b'nei adam b'mekah hamemker. Again, obviously you can't steal the money. You can't even steal their das when they think they're getting something. It might be the same value, but they think they're getting something better. Alignav daitem kegayim. Im yesh mum b'mekah tzayol l'adil l'kech. Even he'd buy it anyway, but you have to let him know. Afim hu akum la'yimka la'baser nevela b'cheskas shchuta. Now, we're in Pashas Nayach, and there's no din that a guy has to keep kosher, and Lachari, there's no hider, you would think. So, what difference does it make to this guy whether he buys Basar Shkuta or Nevelo? There is, interestingly enough, in America, a, a big, I don't want to call it a misconception because we're about to show you that it, it probably has value, but there's a Conception out there that kosher food is better. I know this. The companies who want national hashkachas not only want it for the tiny market share of the Orthodox community, it's not so tiny anymore, Baruch Hashem. They want it because there's a huge chunk out there, the market of people who think that it's like uh, organic and non-GMO. Nobody knows exactly what that is. We spoke about that once, but they know whatever it is, we don't like GMO. Whether that's legit or not, we once had a schmooze, I think, on Shabbos. Should be on. We should get it on video. But whether it's whether it's good or not, but if somebody advertises they're doing something or not doing something, that's usually uh, something they're trying to sell. 
And kosher is something that sells, Baruch Hashem. So they're interested in having the kosher that helps it uh, become available in far-flung places for Yidin. And uh, the guy I'm like it also. The question is, is there any milu for them? Or is it just a misconception? So, Afim wa'akam lahimkul abatsan avail b'chaz v'shchuta af ligna das abiyaz b'dvaram shamarisha is b'shvil v'ena isa also, and he gives examples where you're stealing his das and generating goodwill. The example of the guy where you have and this uh, Shiloh came up of Zilberstein. Um, this happens to be, says this on Parshas Nayach. I came across it. The guy felt guilty and he came to him and he said, I had a guy in my store. He's clearly not Jewish. He's an Eretz Yisrael. He comes in and he's been coming in for months and he always buys the lowest grade Heksher on my meat. Now, he doesn't need any Heksher on the meat. He's a guy. But it's Eretz Yisrael. So he walks in. The guy's not selling Basal Lavan, Baruch Hashem. So everything in the store has a Heksher. But, you know, Eretz Yisrael, it's the range from the lowest, weakest Heksher to the Rolls Royce. And he always buys, and the cheapest one usually is the moment the lower Heksher. So he came over to me and he noticed recently that there was a meat right next to it that was like 50% more. And he said, what's the difference? So he told him, oh, it ha- that one had a much better Heksher. So he told him, oh, it's much better, and it's healthier, and it's, he gave him a whole song and dance, and the guy said, okay, I'll buy it, and he made a good sale. Then he felt guilty, because for the guy, there's no difference, they're both normally kosher, well, that's the shayla, if you have a very weak hechsher, maybe it's not so kosher. That sounds like but, he's telling him that it's healthy, so that's, that's checker, it's worse, isn't it? Well, that's geneva's das, is it, well, it's healthier for us, for sure, that's what this is all about. <laughs> For sure, healthier than Yidin. One could, if it's a lousy Aksher, then it can create Chasachon, Tintum, Hanefesh. The question is, is there any Nafkinin like that for a guy? So he came, he felt all guilty. What should he do? Chuva was an Avera. What to rely on? What should he do? So here, says Machaver, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't masquerade and say this is Kasher when it's not, but that wasn't the Shailavir. The guy was willing to buy the lower grade Aksher, because that's what he's buying. He said, by the way, I'm curious, why is this so much more expensive? And then he l'chari sold him a bill of goods. Is there any justification for that? So he quotes, if you look in the Baragolum, I put the bracket around four words of it in the tiny print. It brings down from the Rambam, Alpha Pish and Avela Etzloi Kishachut, which means for the guy l'chari, there's no nafkamina. So, what's the Kiddush is going to have his The answer is, whatever bug he got in his head, he thinks it's special, you give me glak kosher meat. And it's not. So that's going to have his Rama says, that already is also. That's already also going to have his das. Doesn't need further explanation, but if you look at page two, the Prisha on the tour says it's actually more than that. Shaila is, is this another reason why you can't do it, or is this a machlekis and why it's usher? Take a look at Sifkat involved in the Prisha. Prisha goes on the tour when he brings down his din. The cheska shehishchuta shanavela eina taiv veena bari laguf kishchuta. Now that's very significant. Do you have the right sheets? That's very significant for this sugya. The preacher is explaining that start off the Rambam says, no, it's all the same for him. He's a guy. He's not mechuyiv on these mitzvahs. It's not one of Zion mitzvahs. But he thinks it's a mailah. So it's going to have his already. The preacher goes out of his way to say, no, it's actually inferior 
in the value of the product. Why? Because not bari <laughs> for the goof. Goof slash neshama. It's not good for you. So we never touched upon this yet. We're, we were focused the last couple of months on tintam and efesh for a year because he's high for the mitzvah and he does an avera and it's something he's ingesting. It's tintam and efesh. And any avera is tintam and efesh, but food is more. The preacher seems to be introducing a concept that, and really the Ramban, which we saw already, says this, is the reason why Rashi says it. Rashi says the guy was sick and he was sicker and here he gave him a whole prescription, do eat this, don't eat that, don't eat that, because... For your health, this is this regimen is necessary, and for you, it doesn't make a difference. <coughs> but that's good news or bad news. So the contrast of Yidin having to eat kosher is because we have a higher sensitivity in ruchnius, and it affects the neshama and the body. I don't know if the body means in a medically physical way, but that has a bad effect. So Prisha just said the reason you can't do that to a guy is because it's not as healthy. For whatever reason, he's onto this and he wants to buy kosher, and you're pulling the wool over his eyes. So interesting enough, Zobersin uses the Prisha. It's a taina that the guy didn't do such a horrible thing because the guy asks you, why is this more? He says, well, this is a lousy hechsher. That's a better hechsher. And a lousy hechsher, maybe it's kosher. We hope it is, but who knows? And the better hechsher has more of a chance it's very good. And when he asked you what the difference is, you told him it's healthier. Is that true or not true? I was telling it's true for Yidin, so it wasn't outright lie, but the preacher seems to be saying, he's going on this din of not tricking the guy. And he's saying it's Ganeva's Das because you're giving him a gift, so it's not Ganeva's Mammon, but he thinks he's getting something better, and this bug in his head is not a bug, it's not a misconception, and it is better. That's a real collector's item. Just not for him, it's better. No, the saying it's better for the guy. That's the preacher saying. That's a real, for this sugi, that's a real chiddush. And it's a chiddush for kashras in America. The guy who thinks they're getting something more wholesome, the preacher says they are. Even though the Rambam seems to be saying it's no shaykhis of an afgamina for them. What does it make? Assuming that the, the basic, or the lower grade is still nominally That's kosher. what I'm saying. If it's nominally kosher, but there's got to be something. So whatever the humra is. Is it healthier? Uh, it's got to be, because if the Chumrah is giving us a better product, Kashrus, why is there less Tintam and Efesh? The reason why somebody doesn't want to touch the lowest level of the Kashrus, he's worried that something was messed up and that there's a risk of Tintam and Efesh. That's why we're paying more for a better action. So we have a Sofik Darais al Chumrah. But they don't have any din. That's the whole Kiddush of this preacher. They don't have any din at all. What difference does it make? You could title the preacher, Misha, Vela, and the Tai, Vena, Bar, Luguf, Kashuta for us, but. That wouldn't fit in over here. The Ramban, when he explains this, all the Farshim seem to indicate Hashem is with Amanifkar, so he's saying it's not uh, horrible, and even we discussed this, I think, a month ago. It's not strictly on the goof, because the Goyim have no issue building strong bodies and looking very healthy and uh, bodybuilding, and then they're eating bacon and eggs for breakfast. So... I don't know if he means, uh, it says le goof. I think it means goof in general, meaning the, the person. Because otherwise, what doesn't fit into our definition of Tinto and Efshar? It doesn't fit in for anybody. They all come la fuke. No one's going to say the Eden are healthier. But it means healthier in the totality of it. Is it better for you? So this quote-unquote misconception people have, that's why they want to see an OU or a symbol on it because they think it's healthier. Prisha says uh, they're actually right. So, it's an interesting, interesting concept. He told this guy, I mean, it's not a nice way to operate. 
because he should first tell him you're not Jewish, you're not chayef to buy any kosher, and this hechsher is good enough for you because you can eat trade. But Namaisa, what he did wasn't so wrong because he sold him a superior product, which is a uh, fascinating concept. And the Gemara sounds like Gemara just talking about the same misconception they had, but Shaz was it a misconception or no? Then they also held there was a it, and therefore he's not chayev, and you're giving him a gift. So what does he care? The answer is that's kind of his not. Fascinating idea. And he extends it, if you look in the next copy, the Nitziv, we've already had a lot of the Nitziv on Kimtam and Ephesh, yes? There, there, there are times, I, I don't know exactly what, well, the holiday season time, mm-hmm. um, a guy will give you a bottle of wine and you don't have anything to do with it, and besides for Los or whatever the case, so you just pass it on and give it to a guy. Yeah, without Los usually you have to give many Goyim presents, so pass it on to somebody. Right, not Los Echam, so, so, not to cost so, your money. holiday season right. should we be... Of course, we buy only by kosher. Right. But in general, should one be makdish for their not kosher clients to make sure that everything... For a different reason, not because this Prisha. Prisha is not suggesting we should go out of our way to be makar of them and give them a better neshama. He wouldn't go that far. But there's a side shayla. We had this three years ago of doing schera with treif food. So if you, it's a one-off and you got it, but somebody else just trying to get rid of it, that's not schera. That's kelim net, that's mutter. But if you're buying a lot and this is your promotional item all year round, that's a chelik in your business. But that's a shailov, ongoing schera with trade for things, things of trade for the that's a problem. But if it's a one-off, you just got it, you're passing off. I thought you were about to ask, so I'm going to ask it for you. Is it Geneva's Das where you give a middle-level client a very fancy bottle of some trade for wine, and he says, Avi, you shouldn't have. And you're, thinking, and you're thinking to yourself, right, to yourself, yeah, I look really good now, don't I? Uh, and really, you didn't. You just, it's like right before the 25th, and you're going home anyway, and you've got to light the second night of Hanukkah, and you're, uh, you have nothing to do with it anyway. Is that Ganeva's Das? He now thinks that uh, he thought before you were stopping his account, and now he knows you love him, which is not true. <laughs> so that would be a Shiloh Ganeva's Das. Because... All of a sudden, they think, so I agree with you. You don't want to tell them, nah, actually, I don't hold of you at all, but I would have gotten you uh, some regular malaga, but it just fell into <laughs> So you got to think of a politically correct way of saying, you know, I, I got a good deal, but you know what? You're a nice guy, and I'm happy I got you a good deal, or something in the middle like that. Not too much Geneva's Das, but not blowing the opportunity either. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle, like, you, look, uh, you look perplexed. <laughs> So it's a fascinating idea, this pre-show. The Nitziv, on page three, adds, believe it or not, extends Tintam Anefesh to Shatnas. Now, Tintam Anefesh applies to every Avera. So far, we've been dealing with the Averas you ingest, like food or smell, which we discussed at length. Here, something you wear, it's also something on the goof. You can hear it more than Averas that are outside of you, so to speak. Well, look at this comment here. Take a look at Pasuk Yitzhak first in Parshas Gedeshim. Meschuko Sait Tishmerum Beemtochal Los Abiyah Kalayim Slatkal Los Isik Kalayim Beget Kalayim Shatnis Lo Yale Alecha. So take a look at page four. Then it Siv says in Yitzhak in the first column. Meschuko Sait Tishmerum Pirish Chazal Barabba Rishus That's Rabba Medrash Rabba Rish Parshas in Meschuko Sait. Which means these are things embedded in the Bria. 
which means each animal has its own path and its own purpose. And if you start mixing animals, then you're being makalko the bria. And each thread, each plant, each uh, farm product, each agricultural product has its purpose. This week's partial apostle. The part of the kilkel was not just the humans doing it, right? But the animal life, the whole bria started copying it, and it's makalkal the land, and it does damage. And he says that's the source, it's exasikasav, and it's a classic chayk, by the way. Shotness is a classic chayk. But as we all know, a chayk and a mishpat. Edus, we have different types of mitzvahs. Edus is a mitzvah that also reminds us of historical happening. And they say, the shrine. A mishpat is something we think, okay, don't rob, don't steal, don't kill. And a chayk is something we don't know anything about. We really know nothing about any of them. But they all have reasons. So the Nitziv gives us an insight into this concept of pinister that we don't know exactly how electricity works, but wool and linen don't do well together and they do damage in the Bria as is mixing a... Uh, Horse and a donkey. Chayin Levisha Shatnis Masha Skula Chute Tzema Pishdim Imasha Haya Bifne Atzma Vahu Misisre Hateva Viyaduin Lachachme Hateva. He's asked the scientists, they already have rayas that wool and linen don't mix well together and can do damage. The rayas are debated exactly what they are. There have been uh, different studies over the last 20, 30 years, but whether we do find out, we don't find out, then it says, the means I built it into the Bria and you can't mix them because it actually does damage to the atmosphere. And he goes on to say, Couldn't be more apropos. When things get mixed up and everybody starts mixing up all their priorities and uh, the whole order gets mixed up. Like in the Western world today, the family's not a family, and uh, nobody's who they're supposed to be, as we had in the previous sugya a year ago, in our wild uh, Lo Yobosh sugya. Ended up being more wild than I imagined. So, that it says, not only the Averisha boy, it causes unrest in the entire Bria, and it causes flare-ups, it causes machlekes, it causes unrest in regular areas of Gashmias, Everything depends on the battery pack. So when you start mixing and matching and nothing goes and either you have sparks flying or everything flattens everything out in terms of canceling it out, you're going to have problems in the Bria itself. That concept is not new to us, but interesting how he applies it to shotness. And uh, in this same tshuva, Zilberstein applies it to somebody else who had asked about uh, also an Akum who was uh, in a firm store. These things come up, and he wants to know what that label is all about, and uh, where do I get some of those kosher coats, those kosher suits? <laughs> Actually, you know, we live in a pretty uh, open society, and they do come in, and like, you know, what's the difference in price? You know, why is that $25 more? It's, oh, we checked it for shotness. What's that? Same Shaila. Is there any Maidla? Of... So based on the same, it's a fascinating concept. You would think for a guy, like we said in the first place, there's no Chiv at all. They have Zion misses. What's the Shaykhist? But 
if it causes a negative reaction and it's not good for you to be wearing it, then there's some effects. That's probably not good for him either. So is there a value added over here? Even for an akum, he suggests, maybe yes. Certainly the preacher's saying that when it comes to the food, which is a fascinating idea that still obviously doesn't mean you should tell him that you're such a good friend, I'm getting you something glock kosher. And uh, while, I'm, while I'm on it, uh, a number of people, I'll get to, I don't want to forget about you, I, the number of people told me, I don't know why, um, the way news works today is that uh, I have many of you complaining to me they wish they never went near uh, most of the social media they're looking at because they don't have a moment of peace and they can't uh, learn their... Uh, guy called me, the Shiloh called him back and he said, uh, please, thank you very much for calling. I'll be with you in one minute. He got on. He says, I was just on seven on the line with seven people on my WhatsApp. On WhatsApp. He says, I'm going to Meshuggah. He says, you can't... It's not normal what's going on. So uh, I told him, I know. I said, here, people, if somebody sneezes in India, there's like uh, seven continents of people analyzing why he sneezed, and he's your second cousin, third removed, and you've got to wish him a mazel tov, and a, and a gesundheit, and you know, very important things like that. So somebody, uh, more than one person, reported to me that as mamish coming close to the gula, there's some Arab in Saudi Arabia who's singing of Malkeinu. Something ridiculous like that. So I said, uh, we're coming close to the gula, but it's not because of that. Uh, did I get it right? Was it some Arab singing of Dina Malkano? I'm very happy for him. If he wants to be Maguire, first we're going to check him out for whether he's normal or not. We don't take them who aren't uh, normal. First thing is you need like very, like, you know, feet on the ground, like very uh, equilibrium, you know, all that stuff. Okay. I have no tainas on him. And people saying, is it all the Kiddush Hashem? I said, uh, you know, it's always nice. It's great people tell me these things because they don't realize that al is usually a lot to say. And there are Peskim that have chuvas that talk about giving over Shire Kedish to Goyim and how horrible it is that the Makalkil and that Nebuchadnezzar was about to start singing Shiras when he saw Hanan Meshav come out and he was so nispel, he was about to say things that would put David Amel's Tehill into shame and Amal came and gave him a, a wallop. See, he shouldn't say it. We're not going to go into that now. Why is that fair? There's a famous, I think, from the Kotzka. He said, uh, why is that fair? If he wants to sin, so if it puts it to shame, so then, okay. So then, David Amalek will be right. What's the problem? The answer is, David Amalek wrote his tehillim and his shiras when he was suffering. Nuchanes is sitting on a throne, the most powerful person in the world. Let's see what he sings after he gets a clap. That's a big, a big aside, and he didn't sing after he got the clap. Point is, what was the problem? What was the Malach? Why were they so upset that he was going to start singing? So... Nebuchadnezzar's taka from Saudi Arabia, somewhere around there. Let him sing. What's the problem? The answer is that a big problem with it. So much they give him a patch. We don't take, that's not a simon of the gula if he's uh, singing of the mechanic. It's not horrible either. It's a nice thing. We don't have too many friends. So people get very excited when somebody in a kafiyas says anything nice about the Jews. Okay, very nice. And it shows he's a maimon. He's a maimon. Uh, you must know him, so you, I don't know if he's... Uh, not, per- not, personally. not personally, no. Okay, personally. you didn't teach to him. Okay, but again, that's not something to get overly excited about. I think it's... It, I understand it struck people as cute. And yeah, he's a maimin. What? Al-Hakum's teaching him. He lives in Saudi Arabia. He's Jews there. He probably... He put it online. So he probably goes online, which means he's, you know, not holding and learning all day already. So... I, it's, uh, again, a cute, uh, interesting human interest story. We have a friend, one friend in Saudi Arabia, okay, that's nice. But the fact that, uh, that Akum is singing uh, Shir Zizbachas, uh, you know, 
that and the truth is already is mentioned is not so not so push it. So that's why I'm saying about giving him dafka kosher food. And the base of they didn't. We didn't let them into the choir. They could bring carbonus. Nobody in the choir. has got to be a lady for that. I'm not a lady either. I commiserate with your thing. We're left out, but what? In the time before this, he used to go to Italy. Yeah. He would, he would gire the, the best singers to bring them to the base of Mikvah. Uh, if you're not a lady, you can't be in the choir. Well, You could preach to the choir, but you can't be in the choir. So I, okay. Yeah, so the key I didn't quite grasp how did uh, how are we seeing the Timtum Anafesh and what the Nitzvah Because saying. he's saying it's the shotness. When you put on the shotness, it causes it, it it causes an ill effect on people. So he says that's enough. It was in the context of this first thing. Is it if the, if the Akum says I want this for twenty five dollars? It looks better. Is it better? Is it Ganevas Das telling him yes, yeah, better? But so before I, this, I would have said, of course, Ganevas Das is not better. You know, five shotness. Maybe the ill effect is when the heat puts on shotness. If shotness just exists, that, 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 so, that's so not a So that's why, yeah, but that's why he quoted the Nitziv. It sounds like he's talking, he, he went from shotness and Kalayim, both of which are his term only for Yidin, and he started talking about the whole Bria. How can it be? It's how can it be? It's not an error for that. I, yeah. you, you, just existence, shotness lays on the shelf, who is over an anything? And if they put it on, what difference does it make, right? Only he's putting it on as an So it's interesting. That's why you have to, maybe, Yaakov, your research, uh, unless you had an article on it already, uh, of whether uh, there's any scientific uh, evidence. It doesn't have to be. It's a chayk, and Hashem knows that it's not good for people. This whole thing is a The preacher, the Rambam, let's start off, is not one like the preacher. The Rambam, the dinner Shulchan Aruch, when he brings down the Baradayla, is the Rambam learns Geneva's Das because based on time she, uh, he thinks it's better even though it's not. He's wrong, but he thinks he's getting something. He's not getting. That's Geneva's Das already. You don't need more than so. But the Prisha says Beferish, not like that. Prisha sounds like he's saying a much bigger Chiddush. Maybe it's only limited to Nevela? How do we know? What difference does it make? Then it's really not healthy for his goof. How can we jump? I, how can we jump to shotness? From are you suggesting? Well, because, wh- why? Maybe, maybe food. food Your same argument. The same argument. There's no way for him to eat the food. In, in, There's no love whatsoever. What's the our, problem? In our little soapbox, you we spoke about this a lot. That how how it affects how how, how, how having you, it on you has, has an effect. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't grab, we didn't speak about Lagabe Gayim, but I agree with you. It happens to be yeah, when Gayim are cross dressing is not good for their society either. Yeah, yeah, it's not good for preachers in general. Yeah, right, right. I, I, the full position would have been like you're saying. If it's not an iser for them, how can it create kids and The whole thing starts off it's an iser, and the chiddush is even when the iser is not there, but the thing that would have been an iser, but now it's changed. There still might be tintum and which was what we're going to get back to. So you would think it has to start off with an iser somewhere. But that's the preacher seems to be saying that. There is no per se, for example, Easter of eating crossbred fruit, fruit once to some. There's no Easter even for us. Right, right, that's what I'm saying. Right, right, right. So, so, so there is no, we don't say there is a team to manage of, of consuming. Uh, yeah, but the two of them are shotness. The Easter is only to wear it. So it's on your body. So in Shemayim, there's something that's happening when you're wearing it. You're right, sitting in the shelf car wouldn't be an issue. And the animals, it's the only problem you crossbreed it, but the result is mutter. So, so that, that, but that could be explained if we knew the science behind it, which uh, Hashem created. We would understand why that does damage over here and this does damage only over there. But again, fascinating camp, definitely a chiddush, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with serving them the bells and travers unless you're doing it as a steady business, in which case it's a, it's a business issue. Okay, we're going to get back. So that was Nagayat uh, Parshas Nayaf, so I wanted to start off with it. 
Uh, we're going to go back now, and I'm not going to give it out, I'm just going to introduce it again to the sugya we began right before Yom Kippur, and that is a review of where there's Ruach Tuma, we were discussing Tiyasadayim, which we're almost finished with, we have one more Marmokom, we'll get to it probably next week, about the smoking in bed before you wash, which I hope nobody's doing anyway. How bad is it? So there's a Ruach associated with that also. She does the hold, like Pantisa Dayan, Betty Bedeavid shouldn't eat it. She does the hold that it's Mutter, Bedeavid. And the question is this is where we left off what defines a bed? So we raise a number of Shailas, a coach seat on an airplane, a business class seat on an airplane, a first class seat, and there might be three different dinim. The coach, most of you voted, has no sorry excuse for a bed, even if you fall asleep, even though people are sleeping on it. But it's not designed to be a bed. It's not going back, and it's not a bed. The business class, depending on what airline, it's almost a bed. And the first class, uh, I think, always advertises it's a flat. And for a transatlantic flight, you could be spending most of your time in the prone position. So it's going to be a little harder. He's going to talk about it to make an argument. No, it's really a chair. Just we happen to use it as a bed. Well, if you have a 10-hour flight, and eight hours out of 10 you're sleeping... He'll be using it for two hours as a chair, so what is it? Is it a chair or a bed? The fact that when you get on the plane, it's upright, doesn't, doesn't mean anything. They have to take off and have to land. So that's one child that we're going to have to discuss. The other child is the baby carriage. Uh, it's a very strange thing, but most of the time, baby carriages have these little baskets underneath, and usually the item you're putting in there is food, ironically. And the baby does a lot of sleeping in that baby carriage. That's the Shaila. So there are, the, the Svaraz Lahokal that he's going to speak about is maybe, just like the Tisa Daim, it only starts when they have some age of a Gilchino, five, six, seven, maybe, and then they're not in the baby carriage anymore. And some say it only applies much later, only if they're married. And it's not made as a bed, it's still a baby carriage. They do a lot of sleeping in there, but it's made to roll around and sit up, and you can also send it back. So that's the Shaila, how to figure out what the definition of a bed is. And part of the shaila is going to be, which Mr. Shem will pick up tomorrow night on, is the fellow who never flew, got on an LL flight, and was asked by his friend to bring back a bunch of esregim just a few weeks ago. And he, of course, tucked it under the seat in front of him. And then the guy in front of him went to sleep. And then he, uh, this is Maisel Chalyan. And then he, uh, instead of putting it in the overhead bin, he, uh, that was always crowded, so he just put it under the seat. So who we have to put it under the seat? So, it's not a, no, it's a No, it's not a Xero. It might be a Kabbal Tumah. It's under the bed, it's a Kabbal Tumah, and an Esri gives a food. Secret Torah, right, we taught you with Tumah Dika hands. That's a different type of Tumah. No, that's a different, that's a Xero of, of Yadayim, yeah. That's a different thing, and we talk of a minute to always use a towel for that. It's a different type of Tumah. Here, just put it under the seat. This was a Maestro Shalaya. And she happened to mention it to the guy, and the guy said, uh, pay me, I want to buy a new Esrik. He says, why should I pay you? So first you have to prove that it's also B'dievit, which is already a Machlekes. And then you have to discuss, well, was this in business first or coach? If it was in business, you should put it in the overhead bin. They usually have more room. And was this really designated as a bed? Fascinating. That dovetails with the sugya. Metzah Shem will pick that up tomorrow night.